Well, what is up, Antioch family? Um, we have a special treat today as we are all navigating uh, through this very unique and very challenging season that we're going through, not just as a church uh, or as a city, a nation, but really the entire world um, is in a very unique and difficult time. And so we thought we would have one of the greatest people on the planet come and help us figure out our way forward through this. And that is the one and only Carolyn Grant. Uh, her and her husband are leaders in our church and they are just dear friends of Liz and I. And as I've gotten to know them over the years, I cannot escape the fact that Carolyn was made to help people walk through hard things. She has walked with so many of us through tough stuff. She asked the right questions at the right time. Uh, she's also helped third culture families find their place in their new home. And we are in a season in our world where we are all in some sort of a transition. And I wanted to take some time to have Carolyn help us understand some of what we might be feeling in the middle of everything changing. So Carolyn, thanks so much for taking some time today to talk to us. No problem. Hi, JD. Oh, it's so good to be with you. And yes, that is a South African accent, guys. <laughs> and it is healing even just to hear hello. Uh, why is it that you guys just sound better than us? That is a great question. It's just to your ears, I think. Um, <laughs> when we hear an American accent, we think you guys know what you're talking about. So hopefully the oh same gosh. goes for Isn't me. Isn't that so funny? Isn't that just so funny? Oh, I love that about, I love that about humanity. Okay, well, let's start this. Let's start here. Um, you know, you have yourself walked through a lot of different transitions. You've, yeah. you have navigated your own family moving from South Africa to England and then to the U S yes. um, uh, you help other families that are in similar situations of transition, as well as, uh, you're just really gifted at helping people navigate through just pain and difficult things that are going on. What have been some of the things that you've seen to be consistent, uh, that people kind of encounter, feel, uh, when they're kind of in the middle of difficulty, pain, transition, or anything like that? Yeah, I think a lot of people feel alone. I think they feel like they're mm. the only ones feeling that way, um, that yeah. everyone else might be able to handle the transition they're going through except for them. So I find that um, this deep sense of being alone as well as just... Um, yeah, feeling the loss, like huge losses yeah. and just not yeah. having the words to describe it or understand what is going on. In that, uh, in, in that kind of lack of language, mm -hmm. right? Like, because uh, I think that's really something that, I, that really resounds with me. Sometimes I'm feeling more than I even know how to articulate, right? And, and sometimes that answer of like, hey, are you okay? And, and we answer the question, yeah, I am, is sometimes not denial, but a bit of a cover of, I don't think I have the words to describe what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. What, what, what has been helpful or, or what maybe can be helpful for people in their journey to find some language for the loss that they're encountering? Yeah. I think for me, that was exactly it. Like I knew I was going through something difficult, but didn't have the words for it. So for me, that came by reading books. I read some mm. great books, one on transition by William Bridges um, and another one on third culture kids. 
and suddenly I'd found my tribe. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm not the only one going through this. This is a normal process. Transition happens to all of us. Um, you know, yeah. it's that inner orientation when a change is happening externally. So I just think, you know, for some it's reading. If you're not a reader, it's talking. It's trying to just talk to someone who's been through similar things. So um, even finding other people who have made a move like you have or other people who have um, gone through similar things, whether it's a loss or a death of a loved one or um, anything else that you can relate on a level like you're going to know what I'm going through. That helps. Right. It, you know, I think in translating that into kind of our current situation with, okay. you know, that we're in this very unique place where maybe for the first time since World War two yeah. uh the entire world is is kind of faced with the same problem mm-hmm. um and so i know that for me navigating all of the emotions that are laced up in this covid19 thing can feel overwhelming right mm-hmm. like you've you've i'm fearful for my parents who are older and therefore in that kind of demographic that is a little bit more vulnerable to the consequences of the COVID-19 virus. I feel it in regards to seeing my friends lose jobs, Mm -hmm. seeing my friends potentially having to fire people or lay people off um, because they're just, you know, not being able to produce the way that they were producing in their uh, companies. And you can start to feel a bit hopeless and alone. Like you said, be a reader, be a talker. When everyone's going through the same things, how do we begin the conversation with being kind of, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is we all have the same problem. So if I come to you and I'm like, Hey, I need to process my problem. How am I sensitive to the fact that you're also going through the same problem. That's great. That's a good question. I think the real goal is to be a good listener mm. um, and not project your own opinions or feelings while someone is sharing theirs. Yeah. So I think that is become a learner of yourself first. Like, where am I fearful? Where am I feeling um, anxious about this, or am I feeling whatever it is, um, right. and recognize what you you are carrying before you listen to someone who's coming to you, because their experience might be completely different. They might be having a great transition and enjoying having their kids home, and if you already want to be giving your opinion, that's going to be awkward. I mm. think it's just listening to right. people where they're at. Um, that's a good start. Being a great listener. Yeah. Gosh. I wish I was better at that. <laughs> I think we all do. Don't worry. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's one of those things that I, I, you're totally aware of the fact that the people that you love the most in life are great listeners. And, mm-hmm. and so you see, you know, you know it, you know that you need to be it. And then, but there's so many times in a conversation where I just realized I'm not listening. And I think that's what you do really great, Carolyn. I wonder if you can even speak to that. It seems like when you're listening to people, you're you're listening even to what they're not saying. Yeah. Um, which leads to great questions. So how have you grown and seen that develop in you as, as you've learned to be a great question asker as you're a great listener? 
Wow. I think um, I'm trained as a physical therapist. So I think from the get-go, it's listening to people's stories. Tell me about your pain. Have you been injured? Yeah. Um, but even with physical injuries, you're listening to the story behind the story because, you know, the back pain might be an emotional burden that they're carrying that's manifesting physically. Mm -hmm. So I think I've yeah. always been trained to do that. Um, and then also just with the work I do um, as a bereavement facilitator. So that's leading groups of people who have just been through a significant loss and just hearing their pain and being witness to it. I think everybody wants to be able to express what they're feeling and it's being able to just sit back and listen without offering advice or giving judgment or anything like that. It's, it's taken what, 20 years of, you know, doing it and you know praise the lord it just is something that i that i want to do it's i'm curious about people i want to know what makes them tick and what's going on behind the you know like you said i'm fine everything's great um i'm always probing which mm -hmm. is not always good but that's what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what you said is uh, so important because there's two tensions i think that we're all going to be navigating in this time is we're all going through loss and pain at the yeah. same time we need to care for those who are also going through loss and pain and i, I think when you said be a witness to their pain mm -hmm. um, that really struck me and, and i know that i could take that when i'm going out and interacting with my neighbors or um, when i'm on a call with someone who's really struggling um, to really take that initiative to say, you know what, I'm going to be a witness to their pain more than I'm just going to try to get to the part of the conversation where I can share my pain. Yeah. Right. Um, because that's what is unique about this circumstance is that on my street alone, the conversations I'm having with my neighbors, everyone's hurting, yeah. you know? Um, and so there's, it's like we're all needing to be bereavement counselors, if you will. Mm -hmm. We all need to be people who are uh, ready to, and this is a really opportunity for us as the people of God, I think, to be witnesses to people's pain and then to, and to lead them into a place of hope. And, and something that you've walked me through and I've seen you walk groups of people through is something that you call the transition bridge. And I think that that bridge that kind of roadmap, if you will, is massively helpful for me to understand the language. We talked about, you know, how do we find the words to express what it is that we're feeling? Mm -hmm. Two, it also gives a lot of framework for what and why we feel the things that we're feeling. You know, because we're, we have all gone through loss and pain, in a lot of ways, we experience life differently, but we walk through pain, trial, and healing very similarly. And so there's some things you can go, oh yeah, mm -hmm. I am feeling that. And this is where I am. And this is how I can take the next step. So could you just take a minute and, and do your best? I know that it would be, it might be hard for us not being able to look at it, but to describe the transition bridge, maybe the big rocks along the way that might be helpful for people. Sure. I think um, you're going to have to help me out here with the visual. If you can picture the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, you know, going from San Francisco and where does it end up? Sausalito? No, somewhere else up north. <laughs> Maybe you don't know either. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, it goes somewhere else. It's a somewhere bridge else. somewhere. But it lands somewhere. That's the point. Yeah. Okay. Well, picture that bridge and 
on the one side where the bridge starts, that's where your feelings settled. So think of it pre-COVID, you had a job, your kids were going to school, um, your retirement plans were in place, your wedding date was set. Um, mm -hmm. It was, you were settled, you know, you had a place to belong, you had a role. Um, when something happens, when a change happens, that all gets shaken up. So mm -hmm. the next step on the bridge is the unsettled phase. So you've gone from settled to unsettled. And this is where you can start feeling all the feels, if I can put it like that. Um, yes. Yeah, it's starting to feel like, whoa, well, who am I when I'm not doing all these things? Or um, what is going to happen with my job? Um, or even with moving, it's like, okay, well, I was doing all these things. What's life going to be like? now so you have to start withdrawing yeah. and there's endings so i talk about this in one of my blogs it's just things come to an end whether it's a job or a plan or a something you've had comes to an end and you have to start making sense of what's going to be next right. and I, th I, th I think the temptation here is to want to just jump right across to the other side of the bridge and find a new job a new plan a new something so that we don't have right. to sit in that uncomfortable feeling if that makes sense um, yeah absolutely. but it brings me to the next step along the bridge and you know in the image i have it's this huge chaos bubble and the word is actually chaos and i think that's how we feel in the middle of a transition right our old roles have been taken away our plans our routine our schedules and suddenly we're we're in this place where I think we're all feeling right now. Um, and some of the feelings, you know, we can feel clueless, we can feel structureless, we can um, feel like our problems are exaggerated or that um, we're isolated. And I mean, and that's, that's exactly what's happening physically as well. Um, and this is where grief and disappointment rears its ugly head and we can feel mm -hmm. depressed we can feel down we can feel um rootless that's another word for it just a yeah a rootless feeling um and the thing is you know like i said many of us want to bypass this phase but the beauty of this is if we can quiet our hearts enough um to look for the gold in the season um to actually stop you know we can often look at our lives differently when we're not in them yeah. If I can help, help, you know, we had a life, we were doing things, we were so busy. That's been taken away and our life looks completely different. So try, yeah. and, try and look at that life and go, what do I like? What do I want from life? Is yes. what I was doing what I always wanted to do? Like, did I want to work all those hours? Did I mean to keep skipping family dinners? You know, those are the, the, the things you could do in this very right. chaotic season. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but to give you the next two um, steps on the bridge, the next one is, you know, the hope you're starting to resettle again. Hmm. So the resettling is like, okay, this is my new normal. And for some of us, we might be there already. Um, and that's like, okay, I'm enjoying this new schedule with my kids at home and online learning and um, or working from home this is a great gig for me but that it's a resettling of like i think i can start to accept the change and be able to manage mm. it um but you're still not there yet um and the last right. phase is when you're actually on the other side of the bridge and you know you've made new decisions and this is what you're going to be doing 
now and the change is complete and you get new roles and a new normal and you know that's what we're hoping for at the end of right. this yeah i i think that you know we are i think probably i really relate to the 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 chaos uh, yeah. step of um i'm going to be talking a little bit about this on sunday um but you know with homeschool and working from home yep and uh, God testing us by sending rain on the first week of homeschool. <laughs> and like, well, we can't even go outside. What is happening? Um, it, is, it does just feel like chaos. And I love what you said, that it's in that step specifically where we're most vulnerable yeah. to allowing some of our emotions to get out of control and start mm-hmm. to push us around a little bit. Um, have you found any things that are helpful in the chaos step that can that that we can do that they kind of serve as grounding places when it feels like the world is shifting underneath us yeah that's good i i think you know to get first of all to that place of recognizing that things have come to an end that you have lost something and giving Mm -hmm. yourself the permission to grieve it i think grieving is a normal process i think when it becomes something difficult is when it's unresolved is when you keep saying oh this will be fine i'm gonna just keep pressing on or so i think that's the first step of just grounding yourself and going this is hard this is scary this is sad um and i'm allowed to feel like this i'm not the only one feeling like this and i'm not gonna always feel like this so i think first getting in touch with your emotions um and allowing them to be real um but yeah, also recognizing that it's a, a place, you know, I've used this analogy before, is just, it's like a seed in germination. Like, it feels like nothing is going on. It's like we're in this really dead place, but something is happening. Yeah. Um, and there will be new fruit and there will be new life at the end of this. But what is God doing with you in this process? Can you be still enough to listen and to tune in and to hear? Um, yeah. Yeah, and invite the Holy Spirit in. It's a great time to be fasting and praying. Great time for us to be doing our Jesus hour. And just pressing in to the Lord and saying, what do you have for me now that my life, the busyness of my life has stopped? What are you you saying? I think it's such a unique time for us to be able to press into that. Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. I think that this, um, you know, in a lot of ways, in the midst of all of the things that are challenging and difficult and painful, um, it, it really does also yield an opportunity for us to lean in uh, and to press into the the rock of our salvation, and that is Jesus, the one who can take ashes and turn them to beauty. And so, uh, I, I think that as we're all in this chaos step. And we're all kind of beginning to realize, man, this is our new normal for a little while. This isn't, you know, going to go back to how everything was in the next week. I mean, the truth is, even when shelter in place gets lifted, I don't think we're going to quote unquote feel normal for a long, long time. Um, and, And so in that chaos stage, being diligent to lean in to Jesus, to spend time with him, to pray and ask him to frame for us um uh the way forward in the midst of the uh, of the storm and 
Um, Carolyn, you mentioned that you have a blog. What is that? Because I think some people would like to check that out. Thank you. Um, it's something I set up not knowing that I would even be able to to use it. But um, I've been writing for a long time just to debrief myself and process some of my own transition and loss. And mm -hmm. you can find that on navigatetransition.com. Um, and I've also started a Facebook group to just gather people. Awesome. I think the beauty of a group is when we're all going through something together, we can recognize the universality of our experience. And it, it gets you to a level of depth with people that you wouldn't normally have to first go through the, hi, who are you? How are you? It's like, hang on, <laughs> we know each other already because we've all gone through yeah. something really hard. That's right. So yeah, that's right. Wow, so cool. Well, I know I'm going to be checking that out. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes and uh, oh, talking. Welcome. I know that I feel uh, so already so much more clear and also feel like I've got some things that I need to chew on and lean into. So Carolyn, we really appreciate you. I personally think that you are amazing and I love who you are and what you give to us uh, as a church. And uh, we're better for talking to you today. So thank you so much. Thank you, JD. All right. Bless you.